welcome back in. Thank you so much for joining us on the CCA California podcast. My name is Chris, per the usual. I am solo this week. Kevin has a much-deserved week off this week. Before we get started with today's guest, make sure to go follow us on social media at Instagram at CCA California. Make sure to give us a like on Facebook. And uh, also make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Um, we keep saying every week we see those numbers grow, and they certainly do help. So definitely hit the subscribe button and uh, leave us a five-star review, too. Um, always enjoy uh, reading all those and uh, on the different platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, or wherever you else you get your podcasts. Today, we've got a very special guest, a great friend of mine. We've got Carrie Sherwood-Costa from the San Diego, CCA San Diego chapter, and also a volunteer with the Captain Rollo's Kids at Sea program. Carrie, good to have you. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm good. I'm super, super stoked after what happened this weekend. But before we do that, when was the last time you went fishing? How'd you do? Last fishing trip that I had was actually helping out on a Captain Rollo's Kids at Sea trip. Uh, was with a school out in Santee, a bunch of seventh graders and eighth graders. Really fun time uh, getting to help kids out there catching fish, a lot of them out there for the first time. Nice, nice. It seems like you, I mean, almost every single week or almost at least once a month, I see you on a kid's trip. That must be super, super special for you. It is really cool, very rewarding. Um, I wish I got to do more of them, um, but it's it's something that if you ever have the opportunity to go on one, it is definitely worthwhile to do. Nice, nice. And you know, being on a handful of them myself, it's uh, it's it's very rewarding, and also it's kind of it just makes you feel good, and just you know, doing some good for not only for the community, but also for the industry. The more kids we get fishing, the more people we get fishing, the better for all of us in the long run. It's it's really a great thing. And and we'll get into uh, to all that whole program. But uh, as we alluded to, we had a big weekend this past weekend. We're recording on the Tuesday after the CCA San Diego chapter banquet um, back at Portuguese Hall on June 18th. Um, Carrie, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was a party. It was an absolute blast. Uh, if you're able to attend, uh, thank you for coming out there. And I am sure you had a wonderful time as well. Uh, if you weren't able to, you missed out. And we definitely hope to get you out there uh, next year. Um, it should be every bit as good, if not better. Yeah, I think, um, well, this year we kind of, we changed things up a little bit. We had a... Um, kind of pretty much like that, a party and, um, <laughs> kind of different, different format. Once, uh, why don't you kind of explain what we kind of did there? Uh, so this year we went with a little bit different, uh, theme than we normally do. Um, we decided to do what we call our apps and taps. And, uh, we had 10 different, uh, breweries or distilleries. Uh, that were able to come out, and they were serving uh, good-sized samples um, of various beers. Uh, Cutwater was there, uh, Burning Beard, McKilliganese. I can never pronounce it. <laughs> Macalini, is that correct? I, I think so. I, <laughs> I swear, you know, just in planning this thing with you, Carrie, 
I think we probably went back and forth just just trying to pronounce that 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 name. It was just absolutely brutal, at least for me. I can they have an incredible it. hazy IPA that they brought though. Oh, yeah. um, in fact, I think that was my favorite beer of the entire event. Um, but we also had uh, BNS out there. Um, did I mention Burning Beard already? Um, Salty Crew and Coronado. A mm-hmm. uh, bunch, bunch of different breweries out there. And then we had Island Life providing the catering, and they did a bunch of heavy appetizers with everything from Spamasubi, which I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Um, to sushi rolls, a really wide variety of things there. Oh, I, uh, gosh, I can still taste that pokey that they served up. It was amazing. It was very good. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. And also I can't remember if you, uh, if you mentioned them before, but, uh, we also did have cut water spirits there too, um, doing some sampling along with Papa's Pilar and, um, yeah, it it overall was fun. It was really really different from what we're normally used to doing um, for a CCA banquet. Usually, it's kind of a sit down deal, and we kind of uh, talk to you, give you an update as to what we're doing, and and uh, do a live auction and everything. And and this year we kind of we didn't throw the entire playbook out the window, but we probably threw like three quarters of it away and just threw a big party, which was awesome. We, we rewrote some of the rules this year, um, and I look forward to seeing how it develops in the future. Um, we had, I mean, everyone was socializing. It, it, it was, I, I don't think I've ever seen that many people floating between tables and talking to each other, um, really, at any other event. Uh, we even had people out on the dance floor. We have an incredible band that we've had the last two years, and my understanding is that they actually want to come back again next year. Um, which I think when the band says, so we're, we'll, we'll be back here next year, right? Tells you that uh, you had a pretty good party going on there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think, um, you know, it, there's just a lot of momentum for not only this event, not only for the chapter two, but really for the sport fishing community as well. Um, I think Kevin put it in a, in a good way to where, um, it, it's one of the biggest or bigger parties that the sport fishing community throws every single year at Portuguese kind of right in our own backyard and overall it was a great event. And I think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Carrie, but I think that was probably the first CCA event I've been to where we actually had people dancing. It was pretty crazy. I mean, I like to dance, so I probably would have been out there anyway, but it is nice (laughs) that there are other people out there dancing with you. (laughs) Yeah. I noticed you were out there. Wayne was out there. Everyone was out there. That was cool. It was a really fun event, um, and we got to um, honor Dart Fletcher. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, for sure. We uh, we honored Bominane Fletcher with the Anthony Shea Award for 2022. Um, that committee was led by Doug Lasco from Akuma um, with that committee, and um, overall, it was a fantastic presentation. Uh, Bill Shedd actually presented the word uh, the award to Dart. Um, you know, it, it was kind of a neat a neat moment for, for all of us being a part of it, because even with our party going, everyone pretty much stopped and watched and listened. And you could hear a pin drop outside where we were at. It was, it was a really cool moment for sure. Definitely. And to have, um, the, 
I guess the engagement that we had, I think it was really great where, again, it was the aspects of the socializing, the dancing, the respect and honoring where, I'm sorry, but sometimes it is difficult to get a crowd to quiet down. Mm -hmm. um, and people were very, very engaged and very respectful um, as, as they should be uh, for someone like that. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. It was, it was fantastic. It was a great event. I can't wait for next year personally. And, uh, uh, it's really a big, big shout out to, to you, Carrie, and to your team. And, you know, I know a lot of, uh, planning went into this event, a lot of hours on the phone and zoom calls and meetings for three or four hours at a time. Um, it was, it was fantastic and, uh, your hard work certainly paid off. So thank you. Well, thank you. It, it was 100% a, a team effort, and everyone uh, that was part of the the committee and even some of those that weren't part of the committee really stepped up, and it would not have come together had everyone not participated to the level that they did. Well said. Well said. Well, without going any further, Carrie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us the Carrie Sherwood Costa story. I guess I started fishing when I was little. Um, I used to spend every summer on a little island in northern Michigan. And, um, I mean, we didn't have cable or internet for quite some time. So um, it, you're responsible for your own entertainment. And a $2 box of night crawlers uh, was days worth of entertainment uh, once we learned that you could actually cut them into little pieces and they last longer. Um, but we would just fish off the dock and when it was lunchtime, we'd go in and eat lunch, go back out, dinner time, time to go home. Um, but I had friends that were on the same island, not always the full summer, but they might be up there visiting their grandparents or up there for a week from downstate. Um, but I mean, my friends, Danny, Jessica, Zach, my cousin, Meredith, we would all, everyone just did it. Um, and then kind of got away from fishing in my teenage years. Not that I was opposed to it, uh, just other interests. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. but, uh, I actually was able to go to Rancho Leonero when I was 13 with my parents and, um, some family friends and their son. Uh, they were, they're my family without being my family. Um, as probably even closer to them than a lot of my own family. Um, but Rancho Leonero was really cool. That was my first exposure to saltwater fishing and deep sea fishing. Um, and when I wasn't in, in Michigan in the summer, I was in Arizona. So, uh, deep sea fishing was definitely, uh, new to me at 13. But I absolutely loved it. And when my now husband and I first started dating, he had asked me if I would ever go on a half-day fishing trip with him on one of the party boats. And I said, sure. Um, he created a little bit of a monster. <laughs> and uh, I fish every opportunity that I have now. And... The, oh, not gonna say I fish more than him, but 
Call me gay too. <laughs> Look what um, he did. <laughs> yeah, no, he. I, I blame it on him. He created the monster here. Um, but the I, I didn't really start to get into fishing until uh, really 2019, and that's when I realized that there was a skill to it and a technique. And you know, I went out on a boat and I watched the same people catching fish over and over again. And while yes, there is some sheer dumb luck involved to some extent, that was the first time that I kind of realized there's a skill set with this and I want to get good at it. Um, and since 2019, I've been out on the water, like I said, every chance I get. Well, okay. So first of all, I'm so jealous because I've been meaning to get down to the ranch for like years. It seems like for like 20 years and you got to go there, you know, at, at age 13, that that's absolutely unbelievable. I mean, have you been back since? Have you seen? We have. We have. Um, we've been back there twice since then. Okay. Um, the first time we went down, uh, we had two friends from, well, from San Diego, um, one of them is from San Diego. The other one is uh, our friend's brother, who is actually from Brazil. So he flew from Brazil to San Diego to then fly with us down to Cabo and uh, to the ranch for, I think we were there for five days. Um, and then the next time we went, I brought a friend and my uh, husband, who's he's also from Brazil, had a friend from work and also his brother then flew from Brazil to go with us to Rancho Leonero. Um, so it, it's definitely an amazing destination. Um, it, it's great as a, as a couple, as a group, um, there are things to do for everyone, whether you like fishing or not. Uh, it's one of the most peaceful places on the planet. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So that that's actually really good to know because that's definitely going to be on my bucket list for sure. It, it, it should be, is. and I'm surprised you haven't been there. I know, I know. Actually, we're uh, yeah, we're heading to La Paz here uh, soon, so it's not 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 ranch uh, Rancho Leonero, but it's it's pretty close. But definitely, the ranch is is on my on my list of uh, things to do for sure. But I mean, going back to you know all the way to your summers in Michigan and all that stuff. Fishing's always been kind of part of your life, uh, you know, from when you were, you know, a little kid, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's funny, my parents actually have this picture. I was probably three or four, um, and I had seen my older brother and sister fishing, um, and I, I wasn't allowed to go on the dock without a life jacket and adult, mm -hmm. so I was on the beach, and... Uh, you know, my mom had asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, I'm going to go fishing. And I got a little bucket and uh, I don't know if you call it a Mickey Mouse rod, but it's a little tiny kid's rod. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Fisher Price rods. Yeah. And I'm holding it upside down. Um, the, the line's not going anywhere, but I was so determined I was going to catch those fish. And no, I did not catch a fish then. Um, <laughs> but even even at that age, like it, it interested me. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Very cool. How did you get to California? 
Um, I went to Whittier College just outside of LA for school. And then I took a job down in San Diego thinking I was gonna be here for a year, maybe two, and then probably uh, head back to Arizona. Um, and I've been here ever since. I think we all have stories like that, or at least friends with stories like that. They just never <laughs> leave. <laughs> very uh, cool, very cool. So, and then also, you know, most recently, you you actually worked at Fisherman's Landing too. I did. I did last summer. Uh, was it that? was a blast. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys there are awesome. I was over on the reservation side um, working with uh, Carl and Biz and John Anthony and, and Pat, uh, Andrew, that whole side, uh, but then also got to know the tackle side with Rick and Dallas and really the whole crew. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the guys there are awesome to work with. And I really loved helping people get out on the water, a lot of them for the first time. And if there was something that I could do to help make that a better experience, maybe they'll love fishing as much as I do and they want to come back. Mm -hmm. Nice. Nice. And that's, you know, just knowing you for as long as I have, that's kind of just part of your MO in life. Like you just are a helpful person and helping people in fishing. is probably the best of both worlds for you. Well, thank you. And people helping me is what has gotten me where I am. Uh, If I, you know, hadn't gone out on the boats that I've been out on and asked questions. And by the way, if you want to get better at fishing, ask the deckhands. This is what they do every single day. Anytime I'm out on the boat, I consider the deckhand and the captains my coach, just as you would a sport. Mm -hmm. It's exactly what it is. It's sport fishing. Um, But even other passengers that, hey, maybe they have a new style of doing a knot that you didn't know. Um, if you can go out on the water and have a good day, a good time, no matter what the fishing is, because fishing is going to vary. Some days are better than others. But if you come back with some new sort of knowledge or uh, were helpful in some way to someone else, uh, I think that that's a successful trip. Uh, the fishing is a bonus. Don't get me wrong. I still want to catch fish, but. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was really well put. I mean, it's, it's more, you know, the way that I see it, it's, it's more about the experience. Not everybody goes or not, not everybody gets to go out on the water, let alone multiple times a year. Um, You know, for me, it's more about going out, making memories, having some fun, going out, even, even, you know, even to an extent getting away from everyday life too. Um, because going out fishing, it's a whole experience where, um, you know, it, it's almost kind of like a reset, like, like a, like a weekly reset in a way, if, if that makes sense. Oh, a hundred percent does. Um, and it's funny because I've talked about this with some people that quote unquote, don't like going out on sport boats. Um, and they're like, Oh, it's so chaotic. And I would say the majority of time, like the, chaos part of it. I don't even notice it. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is always that person that will not turn the corner for everyone else to step to the right or step to the left. And while I wish that would happen, um, for the most part, the, the chaos doesn't get to me. It's being out on the water. It, it's, it is my happy place. Like that's where I, I'm not stressed. I'm, I'm focusing on, on what I love to do. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's well said. Well said for sure. We can go on and on talking fishing and all that stuff, but I know for a fact that there is a very important event happening. I mean, I know last weekend was a super important event, but a very another important event special to you near and dear to your heart for friends of or Captain Rollo's kids at sea, right? Uh, yes, absolutely. We have the captain's reception for the seventh annual Tuna Wars. Um, and with Tuna Wars, uh, two of the captains from uh, Wicked Tuna, uh, Marciana and Paul, come out to San Diego. They donate their time for this. And we have chartered two of the sport fishing boat boats, uh, the Liberty and the Tomahawk. Um, they, you can, the actual charter portion is sold out where it's a two day trip and there's a captain on each boat and it's competition between the two. Um, so that portion of it is sold out, but this year um, we've made a slight change to the captain's reception. It is open to everyone, tickets are not required. Uh, so you can come do a meet and greet with the captains, uh, sign, they'll sign autographs, take pictures. They're both really cool and laid back. Um, There'll also be raffles, silent and live auctions. And if you would, we'll have multiple food vendors there as well as beverage. If you'd like a wristband for that, it's $20 donation. Um, but if you just want to attend the event, it's absolutely free. It's, uh, it's such a cool, I mean, truth be told, I don't think I've been to a captain's reception yet, but it sounds like such a fun, great event year after year. It gets better. And this year with the free entry and all that, where you just pay, I mean, even 20 bucks for, for food, that's pretty cheap. And it all goes to a good cause. Yeah. And, and however much food you want. Um, I know that I'm not sure of all of the food vendors that we have there, but I know Jeff from Sushi on a Roll will be there. Oh. Uh, and that alone is worth it. Sushi is my weakness. <laughs> and if you've never tried Jeff, uh, the Sushi by Jeff from Sushi on a Roll, he is absolutely amazing. Um, and I know Fishman's Processing will be there as well, which, I mean, they always have amazing, you know, smoked fish, cheeses, uh, and I don't know very many people that don't have some sort of spice, rub, pokey kit, all of that. <laughs> I mean, if you want, you want to do something with your belief and when you bring it back, grab some of their, uh, grab a pokey kit from there. You won't regret it. Oh, uh, have you had that before the pokey kits over there? Oh yeah, absolutely. I have two in my cupboard right now. <laughs> it, <laughs> uh, as much of a staple as salt and pepper is in our household. Nice, nice. I uh, um, speaking of okay, going on a a food rant for a little bit. Um, you know, you you fish tuna, you get bluefin yeah. and all that stuff every now and then. Do you have like a special pokey recipe, or do you even eat pokey or anything like that with with your own caught fish? Oh, absolutely. That's the best way to eat it. Um, but What's we use secret? the we use the kit. Yeah. From Fisherman's Processing. Oh. It's so easy. Um, they have uh, a sauce, and then they also have a um, I don't know if you call it a, a rub or a, a mix. Um, and both of them are amazing. Um, combine them if you really want to get fancy. Uh, you can combine them together, but I haven't found anything that's better and easier mm -hmm. than that. And there is nothing like 
having the fish that you just caught and eating it fresh. Oh yeah. It's, I think I know what I'm going to get for dinner uh, tonight now. For sure. That's cool, Carrie, for, for sure. Um, you know, w- when it comes to, you know, kind of getting back to Rollo here, um, you've been involved with, with um, you know, now it's Captain Rollo's Kids at Sea. It used to be called Friends of Rollo. I think probably 90% of us still call it Friends of Rollo. Um, but it, it's got to be like CCA. It's probably near and dear to your heart. And, you know, with you volunteering on, um, all those kids trips every year and, and all that good stuff, whether it's with CCA or um, just with any other groups or, or whatnot, it, it's kind of like just, just, you know, thinking about it, it's kind of like coming full circle with your involvement there, volunteering at the fundraisers like, you know, Tuna Wars, and then also going the extra mile and going on these uh, trips with the kids. It's got to be, it's got to feel good. It does. Um, and I, I think that it's a very easy organization to give back to. Um, and, and realistically, if people want to help and bring that next generation of anglers out there, but not only that, giving these kids an opportunity that they probably have never had before. The majority of kids that are out there have never even been out on the ocean, let alone going fishing and learning about conservation and marine life and you know seeing dolphins out in the wild. Um, but the easiest way for, for people to get involved with that and give back to it is simple. Attend the events, participate in the raffles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they Honestly, they have incredible raffles to begin with, but um, all of that money goes to taking the kids fishing. And it's an easy way to give back or or we do a used tackle sale every year. And, you know, maybe there's a reel that you're not using very much anymore or a rod that you thought you were going to use more and you don't. Donate that equipment over there. It'll help someone else get started with fishing or upgrade the equipment that they have. And the proceeds from it go back to taking kids fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, there, those are the easiest ways to to make an easy impact on that. Yeah, and you know, to your point, they have some amazing events throughout the year. I know they just had the used tackle sale probably a month or two ago. Uh, they have tuna wars this uh, this weekend, and then you know. When it comes to, we always kind of saw those long lines at the Fred Hall show and for the, uh, I forget what, what it's the wheel. The wheel. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, I drew a blank there, but yeah, it, it, it's like a, always, there's always a, a line that's a mile long just to spin the wheel. And I'm, you know, for sure in that line for at least half my time. Um, but it's when you're not the CCA booth, right? No, no, no. What's CCA again? Um, yeah. So also it, weighing that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Keep it between us. All right. Um, but yeah, so it's, uh, it, it's a great organization and the board, the board of friends of Rollo are some of the guys that we all know from the landings. I mean, I know Harold Davis is the president and, uh, you know, you got, you have guys like Doug Kern and Frank Lepresti and, and, uh, you know, all, all kinds of people. Pete Gray. Titans. What's that? Pete Gray, Steve Pinard. Yep. Yep. 
So they're all, you know, it, just to kind of set your mind to ease. I mean, all these guys want nothing more than to take kids fishing, which, I mean, it's a great cause in itself. It is. Um, and we want the boats to want to take them fishing. So you know, we do charter the boats. That's what the money is going towards. The um, rental equipment, the cost of the food, um, all of that. Mm-hmm. So it, it it's not an inexpensive process, but we at this point in time have taken over 145,000 kids out on the water. 145,000. 145,000. That's remarkable. That's pretty cool. And, you know, and that's only, if you think about it, they're only taking maybe 30 at a time. That's a lot of trips. Yeah, I'd say 30 to 40 is probably average. Um, 50, you're, that's a lot of kids on a boat. Um, (laughs) A lot of people on the boat. Yeah. Um, But it's, it's been really interesting to see the kids' reactions being out on the water. And some of them are just thrilled that they were able to get their own sardine or mackerel, I'm sorry, sardine or uh, anchovy out of the, you know, the bait well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're more enthralled with that than they actually are catching the fish. Um, but I, I've also seen a kid hook and land um, it was like a 27 pound sheep head. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I was standing next to him. I thought he was stuck on the bottom and all of a sudden I was like, Oh my gosh, you are not on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, it, it's things like that. You kind of hit it right on the, on the head there where things that we maybe not take, take for granted, but really that we do on a, on a trip basis to where, we're okay. We're going out to the barge. We're going to go grab some Dean and some live bait and, you know, going to go see some porpoise and some dolphins and, Oh, look, there's a whale over there and all that, all the things that we kind of not take for granted, but see on a, on a, on a trip by trip basis. And these kids are pretty much seeing it not only for the first time, but quite possibly for the only time that they have uh, in their lives. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it is a very rewarding um, program to be a part of. Um, and in, like I said, an easy one that people can contribute to. Um, and like I said, the the events that they do are really fun. Uh, the raffles, um, we have the Real of Week promotion going on now where if you buy a ticket, uh, you're entered in, I think it's 25 reels this year. And once a week, they pull a ticket for a new reel and um, they give away literally a brand new reel a week. And it's legit stuff too. I mean, they're talking Talicas and Makairas and, yeah, you know, Komodos and everything. And the raffles, even this coming weekend at uh, the captain's reception, they have additional incentives that have been donated by other companies to incentivize incentivize people to buy more raffle tickets. Um, For example, this weekend, if you buy $200 in raffle tickets, uh, you get your choice of a brand new free and the knife. And we're talking about you know, playing our fish and getting some pokey out there. I don't know that there's much better company than ANSA. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's cool. Um, if you buy $400 in raffle tickets, you get a free fishing syndicate rod, whom I know is on the podcast just a couple weeks ago. Yep. Yep. Oliver Solis. He's good dude. Good dude. Great supporter as well. Great sponsor. And if you go up to $500, you get a free pair of Maui gym sunglasses. So, I mean, those, those are two to $300 each anyway. Yeah. You're getting your value back right yeah. away. And these have all been donated by the manufacturers to help out with this. Mm-hmm. And that also goes to show how much this organization means to everyone that's in the industry. And, and there are, there are a lot of other contributors. This is just what we're talking about for one raffle at a big event that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I have a question for you, Carrie. So mm-hmm. when it comes to, obviously, you know, we're, we're in a way we're kind of not, not really investing in the future, but really we're doing the right thing. Um, you know, in the fishing community, taking kids out fishing for them to, you know, get an experience out of it. If they stick around the fishing industry, that's an even, that's an added bonus for, for all of us. In your opinion, what do you think, or how do you think the, the popularity of fishing is going amongst kids, um, you know, young people like, like, you know, well, Kevin says I'm old, but look, young people like yourself and, and, and others to where, um, you know, what's the popularity been like in, in your opinion? I think it's growing incredibly, um, yeah. which I, I may be older than you are. So <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> we, we won't talk about that, but, <laughs> um, you know, I, I really think that it's growing and, I, I do think social media has played a big part in that, particularly for the younger generations. Um, but even without the social media, um, I, I go fishing whenever I want to go fishing. Um, love my husband dearly, but if he can't go, there's no reason why I can't go if I want to go fishing. Um, like but going out as a single female on a boat, it can be a little bit intimidating, but people have, and like I said, I I do consider the deckhands and the captains, particularly the Liberty, that's where I have done the majority of my fishing and learned from. Um, But the wealth of knowledge between the captains, the crews, the veteran passengers that are on there, you have a lot that you can learn out there if you want to learn it. But I think the social media aspect is also getting people interested in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that's a good point. I think with social media now, I mean, let's take example for Instagram. Instagram has pretty much blown up the fishing industry in terms of taking it by storm and, you know, really Facebook, yeah, it's still relevant and all that in today's world. But Instagram, it's where you're seeing all these reels and these Instagram stories and these pictures of just, you know, these, you know, not only the shore pounders, but the kayak fishermen, which we haven't even talked on yet. Um, You know, all these guys posting up their pictures and, you know, getting some really, you know, great fish. I mean, I saw a good friend of ours, Matt Florentino from AFCO post a picture of a, just a humongous bass. 
when it, while he was just fishing on the kayak and that, you know, without social media or without Instagram, I would have never known that until I went to go talk to him in a couple of weeks or whatever. It's pretty cool. It is very cool. And I think that Facebook and Instagram both have their place. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that's the audience that's there or like one of the reasons I like Facebook is because of the group aspect of it. Um, you know, the SoCal Sport Fishing Club or Jigs Only um, or, or rod building groups, kayak groups, where it is an interaction between people. Someone can say, hey, anyone going out to this location, um, I, I'm going to be out of my kayak. Uh, anyone want to go? Mm-hmm. Or, hey, who do you recommend for real service? Or check out this new jig that I got. Um, you know, it, it is... I think that the group interaction on Facebook is great. I think you see more content as far as an individual interaction on Instagram. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I think, you know, you kind of touched on it. Great. Where, you know, the the Facebook group, I think that the group aspect Maybe it was maybe it was a thing, you know, a couple of years ago, and I just never noticed it. But especially during 2020, when with the COVID year and all that, where um, that jigs only group, that thing just blew up right in March and April, right when we were going through all that stuff, to where it was a daily occurrence to say, okay, look, like I remember seeing so many pictures of people's garages just showing off their jigs and their collections and all that where, you know, it, it was pretty fun. It was, it's really fun. And, you know, it still continues today. It, it definitely does. Uh, Jerry Morales is the guy that started uh, Jigs Only. And I know it is blown up by far larger than anything he initially anticipated. Um, I mean, we're talking multiple countries, continents, um, the people in, in, you know, in, in, Cambodia and Thailand that are sending, they're submitting pictures of this type of fish that they use and, and the jigs that they use. And it really is fascinating to see all of that. Um, and, and through those groups and even through Instagram, I've gotten to know a lot of people. Um, and whether that's um, you know, someone that I fished with or not, I, I've been on a boat and kind of recognize someone from either a Facebook group or Instagram Mm -hmm. and we make the connection of who it is. And even though we've never met in person, I feel like I'm fishing with a friend. Yeah. Um, Yeah, And, you know, I was introduced to Taipan Rods who I know contributes to both Captain Rawls kids at sea and to CCA uh, through jigs only. Um, It's really interesting. And it's, it's not just a, a way to, to brag about what you catch. Um, to me, it's a community aspect. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think you and I got to know each other through Instagram too, at a at a point where it, it it's it, that's actually a really good word for it, a community. Um, you know, where you you, uh, you belong. In, in fact, I think Facebook actually changed the group to communities, um, which I think it's more appropriate to where you know you belong to something like the jigs only group or like, um, you know, SoCal sport fishing, which has crap. I think that's over like 10,000 members or something, something crazy like that. So it's, it's pretty cool. 
And those are people that are just in Southern California. And then look real quick on Jigs Only. Jigs Only has, now granted, it, it's a wider, yes, it is only fishing with jigs, but it is a wider market mm -hmm. than Southern California. But that, that group in itself, see, over 32,000 people. Oh my God. I didn't even know it was that big. Holy crap. There were less than 2000 when I joined. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's cool. That's cool. Well, Carrie, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate all of your help, all of your work, all of your support, just everything about you. You're an awesome human being for sure. Um, how do we get in touch with you? How do we get to go fishing with you? How do we follow you on Instagram? Tell us the gist. Uh, my Instagram is uh, shegofish, all one word, um, or at Captain Rollo's is another one for Instagram. I help them with that. Um, and I would love to go fishing with anyone that really wants to get out on the water. Excellent. Excellent. By the way, how? what's the story behind that Instagram handle? The shegofish? Yeah. Just... I don't know. Okay. Okay. I don't. Sorry. I, maybe I should have a better story, but I was playing around <laughs> with um, like names, and I was like, you know, let's go fish. And I was like, well, what if I want to go by myself? Like, that's not let's go fish. Mm -hmm. And so then I was like, well, she go fish. Okay. So, All right. Maybe not very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was curious. I was curious. Well, Carrie, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate you coming on. Really appreciate your stories and uh, and friendship as well. Likewise, Chris, appreciate it. And thank you for all you do for CCA. Absolutely. Guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. We certainly do appreciate all the support, all of the um, good kudos and, and everything that we do, um, for everything that we do, rather. And uh, we certainly do appreciate all the support, all of the uh, sub subscriptions, all of the likes and follows and just everything, basically, um, in a nutshell. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. We will see you guys next week. Take care, everyone. <laughs>